Welcome to the Innovation and Compliance Podcast, part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Join us every week as we talk with industry innovators who are making compliance to help business run more efficiently and at the end of the day, more profitably. Here's your host, Tom Fox. Hello, everyone. Tom Fox here with Ben Lockwin for part one entitled Embedding Compliance as a Key Component to the Business Equation. Ben, I wanted to ask you, how would you go about suggesting that a company embed compliance as a key component of the business equation? Well, I think in many regulated industries, first and foremost, the work isn't considered that it's done until the documentation of activities, so some kind of paper trail is completed and auditable. So I think if we look at any business, and I mean any business, frankly, they exist to produce a product or service for their customers. Now, typically, there are major functions within a company that get budget dollars, uh, and they drive the bulk of the decision-making. Now, these functions, depending on the industry, are called things like R&D or new product development or NPD, quality assurance, quality control, customer relationship management, HR, or nowadays people operations uh, seems to be a common term for HR, commercial, manufacturing, and so forth. Uh, Not every company uh, has a compliance department, nor does every business have a safety, health, and environmental department. And sometimes it's a conscious business decision because of the scale and size of the company. Other times, uh, it's corporate suicide, not having a compliance department. In any case, compliance issues can grind businesses to a halt as expeditiously as a safety hazard or an on-site workplace injury. Uh, you know, you just don't plan for compliance gaps to happen just like you don't plan for safety hazards to occur. Now, the unfortunate thing about this reality is that the landscape is unlikely to change unless we, the participants and practitioners of this, make the change. I'm fond of uh, mentioning an important psychological parallel between not planning for good corporate compliance and how people always react to low probability life events. And it's one that I show a lot Uh, when I do speaking engagements. And the example goes something like this. So our own great state of California has a penchant for earthquakes, principally because it lies directly across and on a geologic fault. Now in the insurance industry, there are particular riders for earthquake insurance. And the rub is that most people in California do not buy earthquake insurance until they've personally experienced an earthquake. Then the insured trend spikes up following some seismic event. So I'll reiterate that in a lot of cases, people in California do not buy earthquake insurance until after they've personally experienced the earthquake. And obviously the insurance industry exists uh, in order to prevent yourself, to insulate yourself from risk. So this is absolutely contrary to the whole notion of how insurance works. Uh, It can only help you really if you've planned to protect yourself from risk in the first place. So the the insurance company essentially is betting with the help of actuarial statistics that you're not going to have an earthquake. And by not buying earthquake insurance in in an earthquake-prone region, you're essentially agreeing to this model and saying, you're right, it's not possible for us to have an earthquake. So connecting the dots here to compliance, uh, if you're not operationalizing compliance and making it not only a key part of the business equation, but a minimum expectation in the cost of doing business, then you're planning to fail. And on average, there will be a compliance gaffe of note, whether it's relatively small 
or absolutely critical. There's something that's going to happen. And making compliance non-discretionary prevents these issues from rearing their heads. Ben, you called it non-discretionary. And I'd like to see if I could tie that term to some of the other concepts that uh, you just articulated. But first and foremost is embedding. Do you see the non-discretionary component of compliance for a regulated industry as something that can be embedded closer to uh, the business unit and thereby having a more of a business impact? Or is it really stuck in a true compliance mode? Is there a, a way to move that in that direction? Yeah, I think there is. I think it really needs to go down into all the levels of the organization, essentially down to the lowest levels up to the highest levels across all the verticals. And, you know, that sounds like a panacea. You know, that's a halcyon situation where everyone says, uh, it would be great if we had the following, if compliance was quote-unquote embedded everywhere, if it was at all levels. And some companies even claim that they have that, but the reality is they probably don't. Uh, that's very rare compared to the companies that um, you know, just are trying to, to get by, hoping things won't go awry or, or catching them after the fact. So I think uh, that's really the situation that provides the best possible outcomes for the compliance practitioners, uh, for the compliance officer, because you'll see a lot of different things coming from different levels in the organization, and it won't be up to uh, one individual or just a handful of people in the ivory tower trying to scan across a business, which may uh, be found, frankly, at many countries uh, internationally, and you just can't possibly detect all of the issues you need to. And, you know, frankly, detectability is one of the key problems within compliance. You know, there's certainly the how big of a risk is something? What's the probability that it goes wrong? And can you actually even detect it? Um, so, you know, for multinational companies, there's a great likelihood that many of the things that are potentially going wrong don't even have adequate detectability. And so having it uh, more embedded across, uh, like I said, all the functions and down into the levels really makes it so that you have a situation where you're able to uncover issues when they happen, and hopefully earlier than you ever would have uncovered them before. And let me give uh, perhaps another reason for that embedding, which is uh, in using myself as an example, I came to the compliance function from the general counsel's office. Many compliance practitioners uh, are like myself, have a legal background. Many others are now true compliance professionals coming out of some sort of uh, uh, compliance training. But we typically uh, are not um, the frontline troops. And my experience has been that when you move compliance into uh, embed it within the business, move it closer to the front lines, it becomes much more process oriented, uh, much more quantitative, uh, less qualitative, but in a way that helps the business people not only do compliance, but as a process makes their business processes more efficient. And that that uh, can be a key part of the business equation of making compliance not only embedded, but actually a, a business positive for the foreign organization. Have you seen that as well? Yes, definitely. Uh, <clears throat> I think whenever you do it so that it's at a process level, uh, it's very much easier to make sure that or, or to observe the, the process as it runs and to identify uh, where things are being detected, where they're not being detected, and to make sure that it's operating properly. Um, I think to your earlier comment, if it's strictly left to a few highly trained individuals, again, there comes an issue where they don't 
they can't possibly have the bandwidth to be able to see everything that needs to be seen um, and uncover everything that needs to be uncovered. The training and, uh, or rather, after you embed the process closer to the front lines of the business and you train those uh, persons in doing compliance, my experience has been that they will uh, usually be able to adapt uh, even a a lawyer-developed compliance process to a more efficient business process. And by making it more efficient, it allows them uh, really on the front lines of uh, uh, assessing risk to manage those risks more closely and more carefully, much more so than, as as you correctly note, uh, someone, a uh, small group of people in the corporate home office. And so I found that by embedding compliance more closely to the to the frontline business unit, you actually have the ability to manage risk more nimbly, more agilely, and more efficiently at the end of the day. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, Peter Drucker has an interesting commentary about the difference between efficiency and effectiveness. So you mentioned that when the frontline troops are able to operationalize compliance, they've got processes, they can become more efficient at it. And I think that's definitely true. Now, what Peter Drucker says is there's a difference between efficiency and effectiveness, where efficiency is um, doing things right and effectiveness is doing the right things. So while the frontline troops may get better and better and more efficient at conducting the process of looking for and helping to resolve compliance issues, The other component there, the other half of the coin is the effectiveness. So doing the right things. And that basically, I think, is what the uh, compliance office really should be in charge of making sure is happening. So what I mean by that is doing the right things means not trying to do everything and find everything. So it becomes incumbent on those who are highly trained at compliance to also be able to push back down into the organization and say, these are things that we we aren't concerned about that we don't necessarily care about or not at the moment. So it's not about finding everything that could possibly be found, but instead it's which, which, which of the things that are being found are actual true compliance issues at what level of significance or risk are they? So I think there's uh, great efficiencies to be had at the frontline troop level as they uh, have these developed processes, they implement them every day, they see where they could be better. And I think it's up to those who are most highly trained in compliance to then also say the effectiveness part of the equation is do only the right things. Don't try to do everything. So, Ben, unfortunately, we're near the end of our time. But today we've been visiting on embedding compliance as a key component to the business equation. And our next episode will take up forecasting's role in helping to plan for contingencies. Thanks again. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Innovation and Compliance Podcast with Tom Fox. Embedding compliance in your organization is a key component to the business equation of operationalizing your compliance program. How can you do it? Learn more at fcpacompliancereport.com slash innovation.